Hello and welcome to another episode of the Livia's Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf. Uh, I am once again joined by one of my favorite guests, uh, Christy Davin. How are you doing, Christy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. And I'm doing an episode uh, at the request of some folks because they overheard me working with a student and uh, an exercise I do with students uh, intrigued them. So I wanted to talk about it. And so since you seem so interested, I asked you to come on uh, kind of as my guinea pig for this exercise. Yes, I'm glad to be here. So the context of this is that I was working with a student. Uh, I was tutoring them in college counseling. And one of the things I I do with students, one of the exercises I do, comes up when students are having a difficult time uh, narrowing their college list, mostly because they don't know what they want to do. And they're just picking out schools based on familiarity, famous names, big universities that play fancy sports, uh, NCAA, football, basketball, etc. And so they've heard of those schools. But they don't really have a good sense of what they want to do uh, at that school, what they want to major in, what they want to study. Uh, they just have heard of that school and it's like a bunch of big options. So this technique I use really is about helping a student focus on what their goals are. What their goals are that they, they know they have but they've never said out loud or never really come to accept about what they're interested in doing. So so the way this works is, and again, a lot of folks listening at home, uh, listening to this podcast, might be driving. Uh, You might be listening to this podcast on your commute uh, to work or to school, and you might not be able to do this right away. So, you know, give a listen and try it again on your own time. Uh, If you're on the subway or if you're on the treadmill at the gym and you're working out and you're listening again you might not be able to do this right now but this is kind of the way it works and so christy are you open to uh going through this exercise with me sure okay so the way this works is a student's been coming to me we're, uh, we're doing college counseling we're trying to do a college application and the first part which is to where is a student going to apply that first question uh doesn't have an answer yet or the list is 20 30 colleges long or it's super vague And so if a student is that um, uncertain, this is the exercise. And so I ask the student, okay, close your eyes. All right, just just close your eyes. Close. Excellent. Again, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. All right. So you got your eyes closed, and what you're going to do is, the student is usually 17, sometimes 18, sometimes 16 years old. Should I pretend I'm 17 or 18? Sure. Okay. That might work. I'm 17 or 18. Yeah. And so again, a lot of folks listening to this podcast are educators, parents, college, uh, pardon me, high school administrators, college counselors. Um, so you have to put yourself either in your own student's shoes or you could do it for yourself. So you've got your eyes closed and now what I want you to do is I want you to imagine yourself. It's 10 years from now. You're 26, 27, 28 years old. And the alarm bell has gone off. You're in your jammies. You're getting out of bed. Oh, it's a winter day. And you're in your snug in your bed. And you, you get out of bed. And you get up. And you're, you're going to hop in the shower and brush your teeth and go have breakfast. And then you have to get dressed. You have to get dressed for your day. For your work day. First thing. What are you wearing? What are you wearing to work? What are you getting dressed in? What does that outfit look like? How are you dressed for your day in your dream career? <clears throat> and, what, and what are you carrying? What's in your hands? What are you holding on to as you go out the door and go to your car or go to the subway stop? 
That's the beginning of the exercise. So Christy, let's pretend you're 16, 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Think back to when you were that age. Mm-hmm. What would what would have been your dream moment? So you want me to answer the questions that you just asked? What, sure. am, what am I wearing? Yeah. Okay, I'm wearing something comfortable. Yeah. Um, could be jeans, maybe not. Okay. Comfortable shoes, something fun on top, something bright colored. Okay. Um, All right. Casual, but kind of funky. Okay. Um, no, I don't carry a briefcase. Uh, All right. Probably a backpack. Okay. Um, so let's take a moment to think about that. And you can open your eyes now. I think I just described myself as a college student. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Because think about that. Pair of jeans, comfortable shoes, a brightly colored top, carrying a backpack. This is not someone who works in a giant office at a corporation. No. This is not someone who is going to work in a hospital. This is not someone who's, you know, on the ocean, right? This is this sounds like uh, a more casual type of job. What type of work? What type what's in the backpack? Um books. Books. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I sort of know the answer to the question, so it's backloaded. No, no, go ahead. I always wanted to be a teacher. Right. And that's the thing. Because it's at this point that the student <clears throat> says, well, the reason this is is because of this type of job. Mm-hmm. This is when it happens. So when I'm working with a student and the student says to me, uh, I'm wearing a lab coat. Oh, really? And I have, the, I have um, you know, like white sneakers on. Like, why? Why do you have a lab coat and white sneakers on? And, and why are you carrying a stethoscope? Oh, because I want to be a doctor. You never told me that before. Well, I never wanted to say it out loud because I know I'll never be a doctor. My response to that student is why? Oh, I'm not smart enough. Oh, I'll, it's too hard to get into medical school. Oh, oh, it's excuse, excuse, excuse. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a thing that we have to break through. We have to break through that. Um, we have to break past that, that fear, that doubt, that lack of confidence and help the student just say it out loud. What do you really want to do? Because in my opinion, a lot of students fall back on, I don't know. They fall back on, I'm not sure. I don't really have any plans. I don't know what I want to do. Because they're afraid to say what they really want to do. They're afraid to say it. They're afraid. Sorry. No, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please do. Um, I think what I was going to add to that is I think there are a lot of people who are Afraid, like like artists and writers and stuff, it's so hard to put yourself out there to mm-hmm. show that sort of personal side. Yeah. Because you risk you, you risk being judged mm-hmm. or something. And if you make it real, then if you don't do it, then you're a failure. But if you don't tell anybody and you don't do it, then no one knows that you didn't fulfill this goal. But I completely disagree with that. Here's my philosophy. If you shoot for a five and you achieve a five, Great. Mm-hmm. If you shoot for a 10 and you get a 6 or a 7, you're already better off. Very true. You know, um, I went to film school. Uh, a lot of the folks I went to film school with were hoping to be big-time film directors, the next Martin Scorsese, the next Quentin Tarantino. And, uh, well, that, that would have been great if that opportunity arose for me. That wasn't really my goal. But, uh, you know, I'm not Tarantino. I'm not Scorsese, I'm not Patty Jenkins, I'm not making Wonder Woman, I'm not making giant blockbusters, and that's okay. Right now, I'm making, but I'm making videos, I'm making podcast episodes, I'm creating a curriculum and, and educational experiences for students that, where I feel like I'm actually making a difference in people's lives. 
in my immediate students' lives and in hopefully in the lives of students beyond my, my even ability to understand through this medium, through this podcast, I might be influencing other educators or parents who might be helping students. Well, and you and I have had a couple of episodes where we've talked about our own personal experience and the evolution of our careers from the time that we were in school. And right. I think you and I have similar experiences. I'm, I'm candidly, I'm not a teacher right now. Right. I'm not. But what I'm, what I am is I am in education, and I am helping to support that success of students. Maybe not directly, and I do get still get to see the kids, and I'm lucky enough to substitute every once in a while, but. I think that you might agree, I don't find that I'm, I'm a failure because I didn't become that person that I envisioned. <laughs> yeah. I am, I, I, that, that vision evolved. Right. And so right. what's really cool about that is um, that, those, that, that the 17-year-olds that you ask that question about, uh, or that question of, uh, may have that vision for themselves now enough to get themselves to the next step, which exactly. is what college might help me achieve that goal, what right. classes might help me achieve that goal, and they may evolve over time as well. Right, because when I was 17, I was going to college for pre-law because that's what my dad wanted. And if I was asked this question, I would have not said, when I'm 27, I'm going to be a lawyer. I wouldn't have answered that. If I was being truly honest at 17, my answer would have been, um, you know, I'm wearing, you know, cargo shorts with 100 pockets and uh, a T-shirt and a ball cap and I'm on a film set or I'm in a theater. And that would have been my answer. And so I did go to school eventually, eventually for theater and film. But I also had an interest in academics. I also studied history. I also you know, wanted to go on and get a PhD, which didn't end up happening for various reasons. But I did get two master's degrees, one of which in film and the other in education. And I do use a lot of the skills that I learned through theater and film in my work as an educator. Uh, I do use the skills I learned writing uh, in developing curriculum and explaining to teachers uh, how this curriculum should be taught. And where I ended up is not where I expected to, but that's the way life is. Mm -hmm. The whole point of goal setting is not to achieve that goal or die trying. I mean, this you know that's silly. It's to set yourself up for a plan that at least gets you moving forward. Because mm -hmm. you can't take the next step unless you're moving forward. And I think that's the thing is just asking the question. So if that student says to me, "I see myself in a lab coat," you know, "I see myself with a stethoscope," maybe they do become a doctor. Or maybe they become a nurse or, or a nurse practitioner or a research scientist. There's a lot of options in that path with those skill sets, with those classes and those concepts beyond just the one thing that, you know, is every little kid knows what a doctor is. Not every three-year-old knows what a research scientist is. And so there's options out there that even a 17-year-old might not be aware of before they start school. And at least getting them thinking about going in the direction where they'll have those chances is, is the first step. Bringing it into focus is the first step. And so that's kind of the exercise that I wanted to share with folks. Um, we didn't get to talk as much about what you have in your hands, that part of it. But again, I think sometimes the outfit brings it into... Uh, Just the visualization, I think. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's a much better way of looking at it than asking the old hackneyed, where do you want to be in 10 years? Right. 
Um, and, I, and again, it's funny, since uh, you brought up this topic, I've been thinking about how it applies to almost everybody. For instance, you know, a person who's been in the same career for 20 years and is, hasn't really thought about where they want to be in 10 years. And it's a good visualization, you know, not just where do you want to be, but picture it. Picture it. And yeah. those little details, I think, can really help help people achieve goals um, even later in life. Yeah. I think so, too. And I, and I haven't really done this exercise with adults really focusing on themselves. It's mostly been about uh, helping them understand where high school students are at and why high school students sometimes <coughs> have a really hard time answering that question, mm-hmm. and especially with their parents around. Um, I can tell you that when I've asked a student, what, what, in what area do you want to major or what do you want to study in front of their parents and then without their parents present, they often give different answers. They'll often give the answer that their parent wants to hear when their parent's present and then they'll give the real answer when, when their parent isn't there, even knowing that I'm going to tell their parents what they say. Like I'm going to leave notes because I'm getting paid to tutor this student from, you know, I'm getting paid by the parents. Even knowing that I'm going to, you know, report and share what we do in the lessons with the parents, they'll be more honest with me when their parent isn't there. Well, and don't you have that on that same experience yourself? I mean, you tell me a, a funny story about kind of telling your parents you're changing majors, like as you're driving out of the driveway. <laughs> yes. Um, and so maybe you know it, that's it, true. It, for those of you who haven't difficult. heard that, yeah. For those of you listening who haven't heard that, uh, the story goes that uh, at the end of my freshman year of college, I came home for summer. And I'm going back to my sophomore year of college, and I'd already decided I was dropping pre-law, and I was keeping my history. I was going to double major in history and pre-law. I was dropping pre-law, and I was switching to a theater major. And I told my parents um, the last day I was home over summer break in August, as I was in the car with my friend driving back to Boston, from New Jersey, I leaned out the window. My parents were on the curb waving to me, and I yelled out the window, I'm dropping pre-law and switching to theater major. Love you, bye. And I took off. And when we arrived in Boston uh, six, seven, eight hours later, uh, on the uh, answering <clears throat> machine in my door, I don't know how my mom found the number before I even knew I had a number. <laughs> she's a mom. She's a mom. Uh, there was a message waiting for me from my mom. Uh, this was before cell phones. Uh, and it, like, what, what did you say? You're changing what? Like... She was, the message was waiting for me when I arrived at school in Boston. Sure. So, you know, maybe the the students that tell you um, without their parents around, they just, they know they want their parents to know. They just, you know, just like you, you were in a car walking, uh, driving away and some students, they, they don't, uh, they, they're afraid of yeah. letting their parents down. Well, there's a lot of expectations that parents put on students. Um, I've had students tell me I, I, I can't go to college or I can't go away to college because my parents need you want me to stay home. They want me to get a job at you know waiting tables at a local restaurant. Um, they want me to stick around so they can keep an eye on me. And my response to that is is I understand. Once you're 18, uh, you're an adult. Whose life is it? Whose life are you leave, living? Are you living your parents' lives or are you living your life? Um, that's why I'm such a big advocate for going away to college. That's why I'm a big advocate for going to college is to kickstart your life. Mm-hmm. Just give you a boost. Uh, a boost in being an adult, a boost in living life and getting away from those old patterns, those ruts that people find themselves in. Getting out of that environment, getting a new environment. And I'm not saying it was a bad environment. I'm just saying just, just shaking up your life and, and experiencing new things is incredibly important. It was for me and it's been pretty much... For, I've never seen anybody have a worse life for going to college 
uh, in that sense. Obviously, you know, car accidents and tragedy, etc. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about shaking up their life and trying new experiences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a good way. We were just talking about that earlier. The um, sort of the the halfway house, if you will, between living completely dependent on your parents right. and living completely independently. Right. College is sort of that neutral territory. Well, you don't really have to pay the bills. The bills theoretically are paid for you, but you still have to get yourself out of bed. you got to get your own laundry right. done. you got to make sure you're fed. Right. It's, it's generally speaking a low-consequence environment. <coughs> sure, you could fail a class, but even a lot of times if you... If you do the work but disagree with the teacher or do it in a unique way, as long as you do the work, even if the professor disagrees with it, you're going to pass the class. You know, there's been study after study showing that professors don't have to agree with your opinion. As long as you do the work, you're going to get the grade. So it's a low-consequence environment. It's a great place to have beautiful, lovely failures uh, in that sense. Mm -hmm. Try a project and and try an experiment and it fails miserably. You still get an A because you did the work. Um, And... And, and so you want to find yourself in the right environment. And the first way to do that is to be honest with yourself when you're a junior or senior in high school and apply to the places that are going to help you be the best you you can be. Because one of the worst possible things that I can think of that could happen in that situation is that the kids don't tell their parents the truth. They end up in a school where they're miserable. Yep. They end up dropping out, perhaps. Yep. And all of that money and all of that time is spent with no... Uh, with nothing to show right. for it except lots of frustration yeah. and and res- almost even resentment if they yeah. just um, I mean and, and I'm not I'm not here advocating for kids to rebel against their parents what I'm <laughs> hoping for is yeah. that some some honest candid conversation right. can help find a solution and an, and a and a situation a college a major that can, that everybody right. can live with I mean you reminded me of something that I really haven't thought about lately is a very close friend of mine who I shall not name uh, for his privacy uh, I met him at Brandeis. I went to Brandeis and I loved it. It was one of the most powerful, beautiful experiences of my life. I, have been, I am not ashamed in any way to say this. On graduation day, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, and I literally wept. Just wept. Like, ugly cried because we didn't want to leave. We loved it so much. Really good friend um, who I met freshman year. And he went to Brandeis because he was Jewish and his parents wanted him to go there because that's a great school and... Uh, he, it was not the right environment. He went there because his parents wanted him to go there. With no, with no thought as to what he wanted, what he wanted to major in, what he wanted to study. He had no idea. He went to school just hoping something would occur to him. And he ended up dropping out after freshman year. He bounced around from college to college until finally uh, finding something that interested him. And he didn't end up graduating college until he was almost 30. He went to a local school where he grew up, near where he grew up in Miami. And he found a path that was right for him. uh, And it took him 10 years, 12 years to do it. Because he kept trying to please his mom rather than do what was right for him. Mm -hmm. And luckily, he's from a well-off family and he could afford that. Most people are not. So you got to find your path um, that's right for you. Because not everybody has that big cushion made of piles of dollar bills. You know that he had. So, anyway, any other thoughts on your mind about this topic? No, I really enjoyed this one. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, and thank you, folks at home, for listening as well. If you like this episode, please remember to star, heart, fave, 
thumb up or like in any way possible in the app of your choice. You can also hit that share sheet and share this episode with your friends, family, coworkers, colleagues, or even your enemies and let them know how smart you are. Uh, and as always, please remember to subscribe. That way you get the episodes downloaded to your phone or other listening device right away. And if you have any questions or concerns, you can always reach out to us uh, on Twitter. We have a Twitter account. It's at Livius Pod. Uh, Ask us a question. Leave us a comment. Um, If we get enough really good questions, we can do a whole episode on those questions. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, let's keep learning.